Chapter 14 of The Queen's Necklace by Alexander Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Monsieur Fingret. Madame de Lamotte, looking at all this, began to perceive how much she wanted. She wanted a drawing-room to hold sofas and lounging chairs, a dining-room for tables and sideboards, and a boudoir for Persian curtains, screens, and knick-knacks. Above all, she wanted the money to buy all these things. But in Paris, whatever you cannot afford to buy, you can hire. And Madame de Lamotte set her heart on a set of furniture covered in yellow silk, with gilt nails, which she thought would be very becoming to her dark complexion. But this furniture, she felt sure, would never go into her rooms on the fifth story. It would be necessary to hire the third, which was composed of an antechamber, a dining-room, small drawing-room, and bedroom, so that she might, she thought, receive on this third story the visits of the cardinal, and on the fifth those of ladies of charity. That is to say, receive in luxury those who give from ostentation, and in poverty those who only desire to give when it is needed. The countess, having made all these reflections, turned to where Monsieur Fingray himself stood, with his hat in his hand, waiting for her commands. "'Madame,' said he in a tone of interrogation, advancing towards her, "'Madame la Comtesse de la Motte Valois,' said Jeanne. At this high-sounding name, Monsieur Fingray bowed low and said, "'But there is nothing in this room worthy Madame la Comtesse's inspection. If Madame will take the trouble to step into the next one, she will see what is new and beautiful.' Jeanne colored. All this had seemed so splendid to her, too splendid even to hope to possess it, and this high opinion of Monsieur Fingray's concerning her perplexed her not a little. She regretted that she had not announced herself as a simple bourgeoisie, but it was necessary to speak, so she said, "'I do not wish for new furniture.' "'Madame has doubtless some friend's apartments to furnish.' "'Just so,' she replied. "'Will Madame then choose?' said Monsieur Fingray, who did not care whether he sold new or old, as he gained equally with both. "'This set,' said Jeanne, pointing to the yellow silk one. "'That is such a small set, madame.' "'Oh, the rooms are small.' "'It is nearly new, as madame may see.' "'But the price?' Eight hundred franc. The price made the countess tremble. And how was she to confess that a countess was content with second-hand things, and then could not afford to pay eight hundred francs for them? She therefore thought the best thing was to appear angry, and said, "'Who thinks of buying, sir? Who do you think would buy such old things? I only want to hire.' Fingray made a grimace. His customer began gradually to lose her value in his eyes. She did not want to buy new things, only to hire old things. "'You wish it for a year?' he asked. "'No, only for a month. It is for someone coming from the country.' "'It will be one hundred francs a month.' 
you jest surely monsieur why in eight months i should have paid the full price of it granted madame la comtesse well is not that too bad i shall have the expense of doing it up again when you return it madame de lamotte reflected one hundred francs a month is very dear certainly but either i can return it at the end of that time and say it is too dear or i shall then perhaps be in a situation to buy i will take it she said with curtains to match yes madame and carpets here they are what can you give me for another room these oak chairs this table with twisted legs and green damask curtains and for a bedroom a large and handsome bed a counterpane of velvet embroidered in rose color and silver an excellent couch and blue curtains and for my dressing-room a toilet-table hung with mechlin lace chests of drawers with marqueterie sofa and chairs of tapestry the whole came from the bedroom of madame de pompadour at choisy all this for what price for a month yes four hundred francs come monsieur fringray do not take me for a grisette who is dazzled by your fine descriptions please to reflect that you are asking at the rate of four thousand eight hundred francs a year and for that i can take a whole furnished house you disgust me with the place royale i am very sorry madame prove it then i will only give half that price jeanne pronounced these words with so much authority that the merchant began again to think she might be worth conciliating so be it then madame and on one condition monsieur fingray what madame that everything be arranged in its proper place by three o'clock but consider madame it is now ten can you do it or not where must they go rue st cloud close by precisely the upholsterer opened a door and called sylvain landry remy three men answered to the call the carts and the trucks instantly remy you shall take this yellow furniture sylvain you take that for the dining-room and you landry that for the bedroom here is the bill madame shall i receipt it here are six double louis she said and you can give the change to these men if the order is complete in time and having given her address she re-entered her coach on her return she engaged the third floor and in a few hours all was in order the lodgings thus transformed the windows cleaned and the fires lighted Jeanne went again to her toilet which she made as recherche as possible and then took a last look at all the delights around her nothing had been forgotten there gilded branches from the walls for wax lights and glass lustres on each side of the mirror 
jean had also added flowers to complete the embellishment of the paradise in which she intended to receive his eminence she took care even to leave the door of the bedroom a little open through which the light of a bright fire gave a glimpse of the luxuries within all these preparations completed she seated herself in a chair by the fire with a book in her hand listening eagerly to the sound of every carriage that passed but nine ten and eleven o'clock struck and no one came still she did not despair it was not too late for a gallant prelate who had probably been first to some supper and would come to her from there but at last twelve struck no one appeared the lights were burning low and the old servant after many lamentations over her new cap had fallen asleep in her chair at half-past twelve jean rose furious from her chair looked out of the window for the hundredth time and seeing no one near undressed herself and went to bed refusing supper or to answer any of the remarks made to her by clotilda and on her sumptuous bed under her beautiful curtains she experienced no better rest than she had on the previous night at last however her anger began a little to abate and she commenced framing excuses for the cardinal he had so much to occupy him he must have been detained and most potent of all he had not yet seen her she would not have been so easily consoled if he had broken the promise of a second visit End of chapter 14 Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia